Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! Two more days away until the Batman makes his debut. Well, let's be honest here. It's actually one more day, you know, considering that movies actually comes out on a Thursday night, but gets advertised for a Friday night because of the fact that more people want to spend more money on Fridays. And it doesn't help on the fact that AMC is now increasing their prices because they want to test certain levels of the price range and ticket sales. Ain't that something, isn't it? That just came out of left field. When I heard about this news, I swear to God, when I heard about this news, I'm like, well, it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, I understand some people may be complaining about that. But let's be honest here. It's the Batman. You're going to spend however much money as long as it's not over 20 something dollars, which is most likely going to be over 20 something dollars to try to see a movie like this. But I digress. In any case, Probably jumped the gun a little bit too soon. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Oh, my goodness. As I just said, two days and for some one day away, I swear to you, I wanted to see the movie so badly tomorrow night. You know, because the fact that there's going to be a lot of people and on the Twitters and the Facebooks and the YouTubes with their thumbnails, whatever the case may be. And they were going to try to do whatever they can to ruin my life, ruin our life. What were they going to try to do? Well, let me tell you, my friends, they were going to spoil the living ever shit out of this movie. Because that's what trolls do. That's what people do now on a daily basis. Not a lot of people, but yeah, you know what? Fuck it. A lot of people. A lot of people like to give us the spoilers they like to give us the leaks because apparently you know leaking and spoiling Andrew Garfield's return in Spider-Man No Way Home was you know (laughs) that could have been awesome on the fact remains and we get that and all of a sudden you're like ah you son of a bitch yeah I really are a son of a bitch aren't you but I have to say though the marketing for this movie so far has been fantastic and if you have not seen it as of yet What they're doing is they're taking specific DC movies, whether it's Batman related or, you know, Superman related. Well, I wouldn't say Superman. I think there was one of them from Superman. I forgot if it was one or two Superman Returns. And they're actually using the red background as opposed to marketing and pushing the Batman film that much further. Because, as you know, a lot of colors develops a lot of symbols and they have a lot of meanings. And with red, red and black stands for you know, passion and fire and burning and and darkness and things like that. So it is brilliant marketing, especially when whatever the figure is, is in the shadows and you see the bat symbol on Batman's chest actually glow in either in red or, you know, whatever the case may be. And they did it for a few things. I think they did it for Lego Batman. I think they did it for um, a few of the other Batmans uh, from the past. They did one, as I just said, for Superman Returns. They did it for a lot of things. So brilliant marketing. It really is. And with my website, voiceofgarcia.com, it actually has the color schemes of black and red. And black and red is a very, it's a very 
edgy type of a when when those colors combine together, they're very edgy, very dark, very you know, uh, like like I don't know how to explain it, but just uh, you know, it's it's like one of those moments where, uh, okay, how about I'll give you a tons of uh, tons of examples, you know, like um Batman Beyond for example, he was black and red, uh Shadow the Hedgehog, he's black and red, um I'm not a Star Wars guy, but Darth Maul, black and red. And a lot of the times when they have in common is, like I said, they're very edgy, very dark, very out there. And it, it resembles the cool perspective. You know, the, the, it resembles the, uh, the yeah, I'm cool looking, you know. I don't know what other word to say for it. But like I said, brilliant marketing, brilliant marketing. And I want to say, I really want to say, well, that's it for the podcast. <laughs> No, no, no. Trust me, guys. We have tons more to talk about. A lot of stuff has been going on in the news as of late. And, you know, definitely want to talk about the fact that our Marvel Netflix characters got from Netflix and they go on on to Disney Plus March 16th, which means and of course, they're going to have parental controls. But we're going to talk about that and more later on and what else could be going on on Disney Plus. Plus, we got our plug-in, the new, um, you fucking what, mate? I still have to come up with an actual name for it, but I'm going to call it for right now. Um, you fucking what, mate? And other things that we want to talk about. Because let's face it, it's a couple of days away for the Batman. All that and more coming up right in a bit. You know, in speaking of dark content, and speaking of content that should be rated for mature, I was under the impression for a while now that when Marvel decided to take the rights back from the characters that were on Netflix, the Marvel Netflix characters, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and, you know, etc., I thought for a brief moment... That when they put everything on Disney Plus, or if and or when they would, they were going to make it as PG as possible. So edit a lot of the, you know, sex scenes and edit a lot of the violence and a lot of the blood and everything else that goes on in between, right? That's what I initially thought. And then the more I thought about it, I thought to myself, hold on, you're going to need to pay editors and like a whole bunch of people to literally go through every single episode and literally make it as PG as early as possible. Not as early as possible, but as PG as possible. When Deadpool 2 was different because it was a movie, you're only working with a a two-hour film. The Netflix shows have hours upon hours of content. There's no way in hell you could actually make that into PG-13 content. There's no way. Not to mention, even if you did, that would rub people that were true fans of the shows a very wrong way. Well, 
just the other day, I believe it was yesterday, announcements came through that they were going to release the Marvel Netflix shows on March 16th. At first it was just Canada, but now they're doing it. They're putting everything on March 16th. So Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Punisher, The Defenders, and even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are all going on to Disney+. Happy days, right? Happy days. Here's my question. Is there any way, shape, or form that they're actually going to continue on with the story? A huge part of me wants to say no. Because when you're dealing with writers, especially under the Disney banner instead of the Netflix banner, because this is exactly where they came from in the first place, I will bet my bottom dollar that the tones, the writing, the directing, the choreography, not choreography, the tone, the direction of every show is going to be completely out of whack. It's going to feel so different. It's going to be nothing more than a shell of itself. Even if they do keep the rated mature content for us as passionate fans, as the viewership, you can't continue on and pick up what someone has already left off. I'll give you an example. You ever see a franchise, right? And every now and then, you see a franchise in terms of, like, let's say a horror franchise. This is off the top of my head. Do you remember the Scream movies? Of course you do, because Scream 5 just came out, like, what, last month or two months ago. And the first four movies was directed by Wes Craven. And it had nearly the same writers in terms of keeping the tone of the movie. A slasher film, kids dying, bad guy revealed, close connection to Sydney, the Sydney Prescott, the main character, so on and so forth, right? Okay, you pretty much get the gist of it. Then comes Scream 5, and the tone completely changes because it's not directed by the same guy anymore. So that's just a couple of examples. That's just not a couple. That's just one example that I can think off the top of my head. The reality is this. When you're taking a franchise, especially when it comes and when it's beloved to one of the best series ever in all of world, in all of comic book world to be exact, like Daredevil and so on and so forth, I'm not putting in Iron Fist because fuck that noise. When you take a beloved franchise like that, if you want to continue on with it, you have to have the same writers, the same directors, because I know every episode has a different director in terms of, you know, where they want to go for each one. You have to have nearly the same amount of people or not, not the same amount. I don't know why I'm tongue tying today. You have to have the same people to work on your craft. You take someone different, all of a sudden everything changes and it's not going to feel the same anymore. Case in point, what I just said with Scream, case in point, look what happened with Justice League. Prime killer example with what happened with the Justice League. You took a guy like Zack Snyder starting off the DC Extended Universe from Man of Steel to Batman v Superman. It was a flop. I get it. It was a flop. We can't, you know what I hate? I'm going to sidestep a little bit here. I'm, I'm going to, you know, just er, detour. I hate that whenever you see a current movie or very recent, you them give that as an excuse for the movie that was the predecessor, the one that came before it, 
to all of a sudden, oh, it was actually pretty good. I don't like that and I don't get that. To me, that's kind of, that's a little bit of form of a recency bias. And that's just you giving yourself as an excuse to being like, well, the movie wasn't that bad when at the time you were actually telling what you were feeling. I'll give you an example from this. Spider-Man No Way Home, fucking awesome. Awesome movie. And yet, I hear a lot of people online and on YouTube and wherever the case may be, any kind of form of media or whatever, where all of a sudden they come out of nowhere and they want to be contradicting and they're going to be like, well, No Way Home was awesome, so therefore, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 is awesome. And it's like, mm, no, no. It just means that this current one that we just saw was fucking awesome and the last two were basically shite. I mean, Andrew Garfield is awesome. He's an awesome actor. He's, in my opinion, he's now my favorite Spider-Man, but the movies themselves did not do him any justice, which is why he got in trouble when he spoke, uh, spoke out against Sony in the first place. You can't say right now that because a movie is good, that means that the ones that came before it were not as bad when that is downright shite. You know, Robert Pattinson actually talked about this a little bit when he was giving interviews about the Batman and he said, well, not all Batman films were, were, you know, bad. They were necessary. I'm paraphrasing here. They were necessary and they were good during their time. Huh? Do you, do we not remember the Joel Schumacher films? Rest in peace of the guy. I get it. But do we not remember the Joel Schumacher films? Do we not remember how... The how Batman and Robin was absolute shit. Do we not remember that? And all of a sudden, oh, there's a new Batman coming through. And then some people are like, well, Batman and Robin wasn't actually that bad. It wasn't that bad. I mean, come on, come on. It was enjoyable. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, with his uh ice puns and, you know, Bane with the whole brain, that shit. I mean, come on. It was it was good, right? No, got my guy. No, it wasn't. The current movie right now was good. The ones back then, and I still stand to what I do now to what I feel now, is it's downright bad. It's downright bad. Let me get the detour back. Holy shit. I actually lost my train of thought. Oh my goodness. But where the hell was I? Yes. So when it comes to certain franchises, right? You have to keep whoever was working on it, bring them back in some way. If and only if Daredevil and the other shows do get a continuance, let's say Daredevil does get a season four, which a part of me does hope and a part of me does not because I am a huge Daredevil fan alongside Batman and Spider-Man, but I know it will not be the same as it was under the Netflix banner. Therefore, a huge part of me is kind of wishing for them to not touch it anymore. And if Daredevil does come back, let him come back as what Disney is planning in terms of crossing over with other heroes or villains for that matter. Echo, maybe we see the crossover with him and Spider-Man. Maybe we'll see Matt Murdock and She-Hulk, whoever it is. I'd rather the shows that we got end on a high note than for someone touching it and then butchering it because they couldn't keep up with the same tones as they did before. So that's my two cents. 
You may disagree with me in, in, in every way. I completely get that. I do. But that's my two cents. And until they prove otherwise, until it's said otherwise, I'm going to say what I say, and that's the end of it. That is the end of it. Anyway, let me plug into what I thought was a uh, um what moment. I still got to I, I need to come up with a name and maybe maybe one of you guys can tell me, you know, what what uh, interesting name that little uh, not a segment, but that little spot would be, you know, you know, you can help me out. Help me out. You know, contribute, contribute. Anyway, so. Just the other day, just the other day, where the hell is my screenshots? Oh, my goodness. See, this is what happens when I'm not prepared. <laughs> so critics have been coming out as we already know, on Rotten Tomatoes, on the Rotten Tomatoes, the one thing where we should never ever go to in order to decide whether a movie is good or not, yet it's a way for us to see whether we should see it or we shouldn't see it. And I will admit, I will admit, there have been a couple of times where I did agree with the movie critics in terms of Rotten Tomatoes, hashtag Eternals was still fucking horrible, but there's only a couple of exceptions. Now, they come up out of nowhere. And one of them, even though the Batman, when IGN has been giving it a 10, and a lot of people are giving it 10s and 9s and 10s and 9s and whatever the case may be, there were a couple of people that, till this day, do not understand what it is, whatever it is that they're watching. I can't prove that they work for a different company, an opposing company to Warner Brothers. I can't prove that their job is to actually hate on the film or give it a lower rating as a, mean, as a means of avoiding conflict of interest. I can't prove any of that. But if there's anything that I've learned in the Army, perception is reality. And here is one of the quotes that this hashtag Rotten Tomatoes person actually said. Obviously. I'm not going to reveal any names because I don't want to be sued. But here's what this person said. And I quote. This is a person from Seattle Times. I can say where, just can't say who. Depressing, dark, and endless. I don't know about you, but this particular time in history does not seem like the moment for a movie that will leave you A, miserable, and B, wondering why nobody in Gotham City seems to have heard of light bulbs. Um. Okay. Let, 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 me, <laughs> let me. Let me continue on. With a, another quote. From a new person. Uh, this one. I, I'm sure you can guess who this person is. So I'm not even going to say where they're from. But here we go. Performances were emotional and raw in the Batman. But you're going to get a very broody Batman. That never smiles. The Batman is not friendly for younger ones um yeah fucking what mate yeah fucking what do you know the batman do you not understand who the batman is yeah stupid mm, let me calm myself down let me calm myself down i <laughs> i'm thinking of the c word and that's a bad thing to say that's a bad thing to say i don't want to say it i don't want to say it but i'm thinking it i'm thinking it maybe it's just bad enough oh my goodness Oh my god, this is what drives me insane. This is exactly why those cancel culture 
bitches were trying to do whatever they could to shut the Joker down because it was, uh, it, it, it didn't appease to people. It, it was too graphic. It, it was just too much for people to handle. It was disturbing. You have no fucking idea who these characters are and yet you're judging them and you want to give them a lower rating because of that very not hold on let me read this again you're gonna get a very broody batman that never smiles the batman is not kid friendly for younger ones ma'am and yes this is a woman that actually wrote this if you're if you think i'm joking go ahead and search up Rotten tomatoes yourself Go ahead and search up Rotten Tomatoes after this podcast is done, and you will see how many people with the idiotic mindset in terms of what they're judging in front. Now, let me calm down. Let me calm down real quick. Maybe they're not the audience. Maybe they've never read a comic book. Maybe this is the first time they've ever been exposed, which is highly unlikely because these two women look like they're in their mid-40s or early 50s. I don't know what their age is, and I don't give a damn. All I know is we are way more exposed to Batman than almost... Batman is one of the most recognizable figures in comic book history. And you mean to tell me that you wrote this because maybe you just don't understand the guy? If you understand that, yeah, he saw his parents get killed in front of him, that he's using anger and rage to beat up bad guys in one of the worst cities in the history of comic book world, Gotham City. And then all of a sudden, you want to say it's a very broody Batman? No shit. Hey, pot, kettle, black. Oh my goodness. You fucking what, mate? Oh my goodness, man. Oh my god. This is one of those moments where my best friend would come out of nowhere and be like, yo, can I just slap a bitch? I just want to slap a bitch. <laughs> oh man. I was baffled and I'm blown away. I feel like I should I should have a segment from the podcast for the podcast from this point forward called Bash a Critic. Because I know I can be a critic too. I'm, I'm no saint. I never was. I never will be even though I'm named after him. But still, but still, somehow, these people, these professional critics, these professional reviewers are getting paid a shitload of money. Like I said, whatever direction they want to take is whatever direction they want to take. And maybe they are not the core audience. I'm trying to look at the other side of the coin here. I'm trying to turn that two-faced coin. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I cannot take this seriously. And this is one of the main reasons why I can never ever focus on Rotten Tomatoes. And you shouldn't either. You should not either. If you want to look at a score, look at the audience score. Look at the, what the audience say. Because the audience have way much more of an unbiased perspective to actually view a movie and decide whether something was good or not. And then, if you don't trust either, go to the movie, go pay, t go pay a ticket, go see it, enjoy yourself, and then you decide what you is good or not. It's subjective. I get it. Hell, I hated The Eternals. I hate Captain Marvel. I hate a few other films. But at least I gave it a chance to actually look at it from an unbiased perspective. And I actually know, more or less, in terms of what the characters were going for. 
because I studied this shit. I went to school for this shit. Oh my goodness, it's grind my gears. <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Outrageous. That's a Viva La Dirt League. Um, a little plug-in from Viva La Dirt League. Outrageous. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, it's, it's, it's funny really because you would think that maybe, <sighs> you know what? I, I have no words. I'm, I'm legit, I'm legitimately speechless. And you know what? I feel like we should end on that. We're already coming close to the 30 minute mark. I honestly feel like we should end on that. Guys, go see the Batman. Go watch it. Go enjoy it. And then you decide for yourself whether, whether it was good or not. You know? And uh, there's one last thing that I want to say. I want to um, rewind a little bit because I completely forgot about this. And it just occurred to me. I think in Disney Plus, if they are keeping the R rating and the mature rating and a section for parental controls for us, chances are the Deadpool might be coming a lot closer than we thought. Now, I know they already did a trailer or a little spot teaser with him and Korg from Thor Ragnarok, which is brilliant, by the way. You know, maybe him and Taika Waititi could have a little something going on. You never know. And apparently there are rumors that maybe he might be in Doctor Strange 2. That's hard for me to believe, but hey, you know what? Anything can happen at any given moment. I will say that if this is the direction that Disney is going to, and they can actually have full trust to have more R-rated content, then more power to them. More power to them. There is an audience for what you have, and not everything that you have has to be fam family friendly. So, I commend Disney completely. I really do. And I hope that when we do see the crossovers, that when we do see our beloved characters return, it'll be fucking sweet. That's all I got to say about that. Guys, that's all we have for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you disagree with me in any way, shape, and in any way, shape, or form, you know what to do. Hit me up, Voice of Garcia, on Twitter, Instagram, whatever the case may be, TikTok. Facebook, everywhere. And go to Facebook. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Again, I'm getting tongue-tied. Go to voiceofgarcia.com and hit me up in anything that you need and I will be there for you no matter what the case. And this Saturday, I will have a special guest and she and I work together and she's a hell of a Batman fanatic like I am. A lot of a, a much more of a DC comic fan than I am in a way. In a way. I think, I think that she is. I'm going to have a special guest this Saturday, and chances are we're probably going to be talking full spoilers. Probably. I'm not 100% sure yet. I don't know if I want to go into full spoiler territory, because chances are a lot of people are not going to listen to me, and there are going to be a lot that are not going to see the movie anytime soon. So we might keep it spoiler free, or we might, but I, I don't know for sure yet. I'm leaning towards keeping a spoiler free than actual spoilers. But again, I'm just brainstorming here. With that being said, 
Have a great time. Please be safe. Go and enjoy the Batman. Go and enjoy it. Watch it once. Watch it twice. Do not eat anything. I'm sorry. Rephrase that. Do not drink anything. Because I know damn well you don't want to go to the bathroom and miss any parts. And if you do, bring a bottle. Bring a cup. I don't know about ladies. I, 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 don't, I don't know what, the hell, what they bring. I'm sure they hold that in like crazy. But still. Still. Go to the bathroom before you go watch the movie. And watch the movie in its entirety. It's three hours long. Go and enjoy yourself. You, I am sure, I am positively sure, you will not be disappointed. Can't wait to see mine Friday night. That's it for this night, guys. Once again, as always, in the world of comic book news, games, shows, movies, whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.